Good morning, everybody. How are you feeling this morning? Great. We are feeling so great to be in your midst this morning. Um, I'm always excited to be in your midst because I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yes, of a truth, this, the Spirit of God is in his church. And I know that God is here and is here specially for somebody. If you are the one, put your name there and say, God, I am here for you. And he is going to do what he only can do. Amen. One day with Jesus makes a whole lot of difference. Yes. So we thank God because he is here. And he is interested in us. And I want to tell you. That there is nothing under the sun that Jesus cannot do. There is no situation so tough that Jesus does not know what to do about that. Yes. And I want to also tell you the, the truth. Jesus is not too busy to give you attention. God bless you. He's here for you. Thank you very much, Pastor. Thank you so very much for your love for our lives, the ministry in Nigeria, and your friendship. You've been such a tremendous encouragement to what we are doing in Nigeria. I remember that it's about maybe 20 years now of 20 plus that we just connected and um, we cannot tell you how much you meant to us, you and Sister Angela, the family and this church. And uh, the number of times you've been in Nigeria, uh, our church just wants you to come. They really, really Love, love you and your ministry impacted our people. Last convention, you couldn't come, but you know you you ministered to all of us uh, virtually, and it was a blessing. And we look forward to your next visit to Nigeria. Please pray for Nigeria. We are going through a lot, but. We know that God is going to bring us out. Uh, we are going to have election next year. And we just pray that God will step in and do something that will baffle everybody in Nigeria. We need a leader. We need a president who is a Christian. We need somebody that can really uh, bring a turnaround through the grace of God in that country. A lot of people have lost their lives, persecution, no hardship, uh, kidnapping, all kinds of things. But in the midst of all that, God has uh, been 
showing yourself strong in Nigeria. The church in Nigeria is really uh, not so much affected by the persecution that is going on in Nigeria. We have our problems, but in the midst of all that, God has been very, very faithful. And we want to thank you for standing with us, with our ministry. Maybe at the end of uh, the ministration, we will take a look at some pictures. This church has been such a strong supporter of what we do in Nigeria. And I, I look at it from the picture of what happened in the ministry of Moses when he sent Joshua to go and fight uh, with his troop against Amalek. And as they were at the forefront of the battle fighting with Amalek, Joshua was right on the mountain with Aaron and Hor. As Moses will lift up his hands, Joshua and his men will be overpowering the enemy. But the moment the hands of Moses will go down, the enemy will begin to gain advantage against the people of God. So Joshua, sorry, Aaron and Hor now decided that they were going to help Moses to keep his hand up. So they brought support to him, and they were holding Moses' hand up. And that, the hands of Moses were stable as he lifted them because he had men that provided support. And that was how the enemy of Israel was defeated. And we look at you as, you know, members of this church holding the hands of Pastor Skies up, and we are right there in mission field fighting, and your support and prayers are the things that are sustaining us. We want to thank you so very much for all you do for the kingdom of God and the work we do in Nigeria. And I am very, very uh, grateful that we had this opportunity to be with you today. We have been in the country for about four weeks. We're going to be here for more some months because this is like a sabbatical for us. Uh, we want to uh, seek God more because of the new dimension of ministry he's opening up for us in Nigeria. We had a crusade. I sent the pictures to uh, Pastor Skies. I mean, it was amazing. We, we planned for it. We prayed for it. God spoke to us to go and take that community, and it was a very big challenge. There were some, you know, satanic attacks that were against us, but God gave us the strategy, the plan. So we did what we call spiritual mapping. We're able to uh, discover some of the strongholds in that community. And in the night, about, about um, 11 a.m., we moved. I moved with some military men because I knew it was very dangerous. But before that time, uh, four pastors, including our younger son, made a commitment to go to the orphanage and pray for three hours nonstop before 
we will be able to go in that mission. We called it prophetic uh, declaration of the victory that we have over that community before the crusade. So we did that after the spiritual mapping. We located some of the strongholds where they killed people, they sacrificed to demons, they did all kinds of things. We got all the information, and what happened? About in the night, I moved with five security men, then connected with these pastors. We went point to point throughout the 10 villages. We did that until 3 a.m., in the morning, and God protected us. At the point where we were doing the last one, two men came on motorcycle in the middle of that night, but when they saw us, they couldn't do anything. So that was how we took the land spiritually before the crusade. And when the crusade happened, it was just amazing. One of the nights I preached, I preached, it was three nights crusade, over 1,000 people came to Jesus just one night because this is in the village. So that's the power of prayer. And it kind of opened our eyes to, you know, a new ministry that God is opening for us. When people saw what happened in that community, other communities began to ask us to come and do that kind of meeting for them. So we are really preparing. We know God is opening a new level of ministry for us, and we want to be ready for it. We are trusting him. We don't know what he's going to do, but we want to be ready so that whatever he wants to do with our lives, I'm going to be 68 next two months, and uh, we've been married for 39 years. So God has just helped us tremendously in ministry. So we want the rest of our lives to be for his glory. Amen. So keep praying for us. Can we stand and pray? All right, let's turn. I, I hope you don't have problem with my accent. I've been coming here for a long time. So uh, <laughs> by, by now you should have known how this guy that is from Nigeria talks. Okay. <laughs> Father, we thank you so much for this wonderful time. Thank you for your presence that is strong and vivid in this service today. Thank you because you have already started touching our lives. There is no way we can compare any other place with your presence and with your house. And we are grateful that we have the privilege. We have the freedom. Nobody restricts us. Nobody stops us from going to the house of God. There are places today under the sun where people cannot move freely to go and worship you. But in this nation, that freedom is there. And so thank you for this service today. Thank you for my brothers and sisters. Thank you for the wonderful leadership, men and women that are standing with your servants here to make sure that the assignment and mandate that you gave to new life is being carried out. Lord, as we came here today, we are trusting that you will use our visit, our time, and the period of this sharing to speak to all of us. And so we submit to you. And so we surrender to you. And so we ask you to have the right of way. 
You know where we are in our journey with you. You know what we need. You know how you can respond to such needs. And that's why we are here. We are open to you, dear blessed Holy Spirit. Let this moment be your moment. So we all will be saturated with what you're going to do in our lives. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. In Jesus' matchless, glorious name we pray. Amen. As we take our seats, we open our Bibles. Please go ahead and sit down. Let's open our Bibles. I, I've been praying. I've been praying concerning today. Just asking the Lord to give me the word that I will share with new life today. And I'm convinced that what I am going to be saying is what I received from the Lord for new life, exclusively for this congregation, because that's how the Lord led me. So when I was praying, God just took me to the book of Ezekiel chapter 7, uh, sorry, chapter 47, Ezekiel chapter 47, and that's where the message we have for today is coming from. And so we're going to be looking at this message that says preparation. Preparation. How do you, how do you say preparation? Preparation. Oh, preparation. All right. Preparation for the coming supernatural increase. That's what we're going to talk about. Preparation for the coming supernatural increase. I believe God dropped this in my heart to share with you today. And so I, I pray that you will receive it as a congregation and you also receive it individually. Because it's not my word, it's from the Lord. In Ezekiel chapter 47, verses 1 to 5, this was... The account of what happened to Ezekiel, Ezekiel said, then he brought me, I'm using um, the new King James Version, then he brought me back to the door of the temple, back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple towards the east. For the front of the temple faced east. The, waters, the water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. Verse 2, he brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water running out on the right side. Verse number three. And when the man went out to the east with a line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits. And he brought me through the waters. The water came, to, came up to my Ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me 
through the waters, and the water came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through. The water came up to my waist. Again, he measured 1,000. That's the fourth measurement. And it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep, water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. When you get home, because of our time, um, I would like you to take it as a homework and finish the rest of the chapter. You're going to understand more why God gave Ezekiel this experience of revelation. And so from here today, we're going to be talking about how it is very, very important for us to prepare for the coming supernatural increase. You know that preparation is very important in life. Preparation is very important. If you want to get married, you have to prepare. If you want to uh, get into business, if you're looking for a job, you're going to prepare. If you don't prepare, you are not going to really be able to hit your target. And in the things of God, in supernatural things, preparation is very, very important. Whenever there is going to be supernatural increase, read your Bible. Anytime God wants to visit his people, the first thing that God will want to do will be to help them to understand the time in which they are, that they will be receiving a divine visitation. And if they miss to understand or pick the signal, because maybe their spiritual antenna was having a barrier, they could not connect to God. So they couldn't receive the signal. They will miss their time of visitation. Because un unless you understand what God is about to do and the timing of what he wants to do in your life or as a people, you will miss the time of your visitation. Because God will want you to understand that He's about to do something, and then he will want you to get ready for it. That's how God works. So, the coming supernatural increase that is going to hit this church, we need to get ready. We need to prepare. If we do not prepare, then we may miss it. So, I just pray that God is going to give us understanding on what we want to share. Because many people have missed their time of visitation because they could not see when it was coming and they could not prepare for it. Ezekiel had a glorious experience. Why? Because God discovered that this guy had already been prepared. He was ready. So he had already built capacity he had already prepared for what God was about to do in his life. So it wasn't very difficult for God to now take him step by step into what he wanted him to do. Of course, you know that this has so much to do with what is going to happen in the end times. But 
most passages of the Bible, according to, you know, Bible interpretation, there are passages that have two kinds of interpretation or application. This is one of them. That's what they call the law of double reference in theology. The law of double reference means that you can, God can be showing you something here, but there's also another thing he wants you to learn from there. And this is that kind of passage. This is going to be the tremendous work of the Holy Spirit before the church will be taken away from here. But we can also learn from here, from what Ezekiel saw and what happened to Ezekiel. Can you understand me? Yes. All right. So Ezekiel had this glorious experience. Why? Because he was prepared. He was ready. He was ready before the experience began to happen. Look at verse number one. He said, then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple towards the east. For the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. This was a river. Ezekiel was standing because already God has seen that he was ready to go on this tour. God saw that he was prepared. He was ready. So it wasn't difficult for God to send this angel to go take him step by step to have the experience. As a church, when God sees that we are prepared, that spiritually you are prepared, that mentally you are prepared, you are prepared for the coming increase, God is going to release it. But until you are prepared, God is going to hold the increase until you are ready. Ezekiel was ready. That was why God released the experience to him. Now, I want us to see some things. This was a river, but there were significant things in this river. Number one, look at that scripture. talks about the temple. The temple. The water was flowing from the threshold of the temple in Jerusalem. What does that tell us? The flowing was not from outside the temple. The flowing, the river that Ezekiel saw that was flowing was flowing from the temple. Yes. And that's the church. Yes. It is from the church that God is going to bless our community. The blessing flows from the church. The blessing, the supernatural, nothing supernatural can happen outside the church. Amen. Listen to me. Yes. Yes. So, if you're not connected to the church, you miss the blessing. Amen. Because the water will always flow from the temple. The blessing, the increase, will flow from the temple. That was what God showed to Ezekiel. This is very powerful. So, the coming blessing, listen, that's why 
God prepares the church to use the church to touch families, to use the church to bring healing to people, to use the church to change the neighborhood, to use the church to change the community. Why? Because the blessing flows from the church. So you need to connect to the church where the blessing flows from. Number two. Number two. You need to know that the river did not come from the king's house. Not from the president's house. Not from the White House. This is powerful. It's not going to come from politicians. It's not going to come from government buildings. The supernatural increase we are talking about. It's not going to come from the marketplace. Not even from the athlete, athlete, athletic arena. There's so much sports in this country. It's not going to come from that area. It's going to come from the church. And, and if the church is sick, if the church is not ready, if the church is not on fire, God will be waiting. Because he cannot bless the community without the church. That was what Ezekiel saw. Now, you can now ask yourself a question. Do you wonder why some people will feel, wake up in the morning, they don't feel like going to church? They just, they just don't feel like going to church. That's not God. That's because the enemy wants to block the blessing because the water flows from the temple. The water of healing, the water of revival, the water of increase flows from the church. So why are you, why are you not going to connect to the church? So if anything is pulling you away from the church, Know that it is not God. People can be comfortable to go and watch their grandchildren play their games on Sunday morning. Amen. Excuse me, I'm sorry, but that's what happens. <laughs> but the water flows from the temple. And it was because Ezekiel was in the temple, he was already prepared, and so he could jump into the water. He stepped in because the guy saw that he was ready. Look at verse number two. He brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around on the outside of the court outer court, or outer gate, that faces east, and there was water running out on the, rest, on the right side. Verse 3, and when the man went out to the east with a line in his hands, he measured a thousand kubi. 
And he brought me through the waters. The water came to my ankle. You know what that means? Ezekiel was already prepared. And so the guy said, step in. And he stepped in while the water was flowing. He stepped in because he was available. He stepped in because he was in the temple. He stepped in because he was prepared. He stepped in. And as he stepped in, he discovered that the level of that water at that time could only reach on his ankle. He noted it. But God was also making a statement to Ezekiel. God was saying, hey, as long as you are prepared, this is not all that I got for you. There is more. In as much as you're ready, this is not all that I got for you. This is just the beginning. I am just beginning to do something that is going to amaze and surprise you because of your readiness, because you are prepared. So as he stepped in, he discovered that the water was only at the level of the ankle. And brothers and sisters, can I tell us this morning that There is an increase coming. An increase is coming. But you're going to need to build capacity. You need to be ready. Listen, can I submit to you today that the reason why God was able to move Ezekiel to the next level was because he discovered that he was able to handle it. So when he discovered that he was at the ankle level experience, God said, no, you're ready for more? And Ezekiel said, I'm ready. And then supernaturally, the water increased from the ankle to the knee. So God is a God of process. A God of order. Until you are ready for the next level, he's not going to take you there. Somebody needs to get this. Until you are ready for the next level, you are the one delaying the move. You are the one delaying the process. It's not God. God is saying, are you ready? When you are ready, I am ready. When you are ready, I'm going to move you. That has to do with your own individual Christian life. I, I just pray that God will speak to somebody. You have dwelt in this mountain for a long, a long time. Some of us have been on the ankle experience since we came to God, since we became Christians. There's no progress. There's no growth. There's no movement. And you are okay with that. And God is saying, I'm not okay. If you're ready, I'm going to move you to the next level. And God is saying, are you ready? When are you going to be ready? And I'll move you to the next level. 
And so Ezekiel was ready, and supernaturally, God had to increase the water. And Ezekiel said, wow, this feels so good. But that's not where I'm going. It feels so good. Hey, new life, in as much as you have started seeing the power of God, don't stay there, move on. Just move on. Increase is coming supernaturally. It's not going to be by any man's effort. It's not going to be because of what you know. It's not going to be because of how, how, how knowledgeable you are. It's going to be done supernaturally. All that God wants of you is that every single one of you will get ready. Prepare. The moment you prepare, God is going to take you from the ankle level to the knee level. And the moment Ezekiel was ready, look at the next verse. Verse number four. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the water. The water came to my knee. Hmm. Again, he measured 1,000, and brought me through. The water came up to my waist. He measured again 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep. The water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. Supernaturally, God was the one who was doing the increase. It wasn't Ezekiel. It wasn't the angel. It was God who did the increase supernaturally, like I told you. And he had to do it because Ezekiel was ready. And another thing that you need to pick from this this morning is that Ezekiel refused to miss any of the levels. Amen. He refused. Wow. He said, in as much as I'm ready, I'm going to grab everything he has for me. Not going to miss any level. The ankle level, he was there. The knee level, he was there. When he got to the west, he was there. So in the coming increase, never you miss anything that God has for you. If you are prepared, you're not going to miss it. Ezekiel did not miss any of the levels. So he was able to experience everything that God had for him. And God did it because he was ready, he prepared, he believed God for that increase, and he saw it happen in his life. So I submit to you this morning, don't be satisfied with the ankle experience. Amen. Not even with the knee experience. Amen. Because God is going to max the experience for you. Wow. He's going to max it. Amen. Don't stay at the minimum. That's right. Go for more. Amen. Go for more. Amen. That's the goal. Amen. Ezekiel said, God, I'm... I'm glad that the water is on my knees, but that's not all you got for me. And God said, okay, it's going to move. And supernaturally, 
he increased the water. It got to his waist. And then Ezekiel said, more, Lord. More, Lord. And God gave him more. And the max was that it increased to the point where it became water he could not cross. He could only swim. Can you imagine how glorious that is going to be for this church? As God takes you to that level of increase that will become the water you cannot cross. It will become the water you swim in. But you need to prepare for this increase yes. that is coming because it is coming. Now, I'm going to round up because already you've seen the four levels. Ankle, knee, waist, and then the overflow. But I'm going to round up this message, and I'm going to turn this microphone to pastor so that this morning, if anybody is, I know there's so much hunger in this house for the supernatural. I know there's so much hunger, and that's how it should be because we are living at the last days. Listen, church, this is the time we need to get all we need to get. Because when what is coming hits you and you are not ready and you don't have the Holy Spirit and you are not prepared and you have not built capacity and you are not ready in your spiritual life, it won't be okay. So this is the time. This is not time to play games. This is time to be serious with God. This is time to hunger more for God. This is the time when you come to the house of God, just say, God, I don't know what you want to do, but I'm not living here today until you soak me with your power. I need that swimming experience in my life. I need to get to that level where I will know that I know that you are doing something awesome in my life. So, but before I turn this mic to Pastor this morning, I want to share this last thing I saw from this place with you. What was the purpose of this river? Did God just want Ezekiel to get the experience? Why is it that he took him into the temple and then he saw water flowing from the threshold and he asked him to step in? And he had the experiences that he needed to have until the maximum experience. Was it just for fun? Was it just for Ezekiel to enjoy the experience? No, sir. No. No. There was what God wanted to do was going to be more than Ezekiel. And what God is going to do with this church is more than you. If you read the rest of the chapter, you will see the reason, the purpose of the coming blessing, the purpose of this coming supernatural increase, which you need to connect. Connect to it in the house of God. Then you're going to be instrumental because the Bible says that after that experience, that water flowed 
from the temple, and then he went into the desert. Listen. From the temple, he went to the desert. He went to other rivers, and anywhere the water touched, the vegetation, the trees, it's in your Bible, the trees began to blossom. The desert was changed. Why? Because of the water that flowed from the temple. And brothers and sisters, that is what God wants to do with your life, with this church, in this community. He wants the healing to come from here and then begin to touch families and begin to touch neighborhoods and begin to touch dry places. People that have lost hope. Marriages that are shattered. Lives that have been battered. The water will flow from this temple. And the water will flow. And you're going to be a carrier of this power of God that will bring healing to the nation. Healing to the community. That is the purpose of the, 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 the blessing. That's the reason for the increase. That's the reason for the supernatural increase. It's not for me. It's not for you. It's not for us. It's for the people out there. And it's going to be glorious. I don't know about you. I'd like to be like Ezekiel. I'm going to say, God, I'm ready. Whatever you want to do with new life, we are ready. Whatever you want, any level you're taking us, we are ready. We're not going to be satisfied with the ankle level. We're not going to be satisfied with the knee level. Not even the waist level. God, we are going for more. We are going for the supernatural increase that will bring us to the level where we're going to be swimming in what God is going to do. Can we stand up, please? Pastor, can you come and help me? Jesus. Amen. There's some things that God just spoke to me while we were just sitting here listening to Pastor Friday speak. And our church is, is getting ready to go through a, a transition. I know that. And uh, two, two words came into my spirit. And I shared this on Thursday. You know, he talked about preparation. You know, and, 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 and one of the words that came into my spirit while he was speaking is intentional. You know, there's a lot of things that we do, we just do because we don't think about it. It's almost like it just happens by accident or it just happens. But we need to be intentional. We need to be intentional in, in, in just even coming to church and preparing, you know, in our ministries, in our spiritual life. We need to be intentional in preparation and, and if you're going to be prepared, you're going to have to put some intention into it. You understand? And you're going to have to, you know, not just shoot from the hip. Just going to show up at church and see what pastor has. No, we need to get on our face and seek the face of God before we even come here. We need to, we need to see and know the mind and the voice of God and hear the voice of God. And, uh, um, and the second thing that God spoke to me on Thursday was, was unity. Okay, and he gave me this thought of the 12 spies. Two had faith and said, we're able. Ten said, we're not able. And um, they did not possess the promised land at that moment in time. They could have, 
but they did not. And But God spoke it to me in my spirit in prayer, and he said the church needs to be in unity, and it's far past just getting along with somebody that's sitting across the aisle. That, that's the beginning. But we need to be in unity and faith, in unity and how we feel about the vision of God in this church. We need to be in unity in, in, in our passion for God. You can't have half the church want God and the other half not want God. You can't have, we all need to be in. Amen? Everybody has to be in. Everybody has to have skin in the game. They have to have sacrifice involved. And so we have to be intentional and we have to be in unity. And, and God spoke to me. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, he, just like Pastor Friday spoke this morning, he just confirmed some things. And where I've been at, God is so, he's so spot on. He's so right on. And, uh, you know, we're wanting to go up to the front of the boulevard here. And I believe that that's where God is going to take us. But we need to prepare for that. We need to be intentional about that. We need to be, you know, looking that direction. I thought it was so awesome, even northward and, and from the right, amen, of the building. All of these things were connecting, and I was like, Lord. And he said that, that, that boulevard, once you hit there, it goes eastward. And I thought, my Lord in heaven, all these things are correlating together. And, you know, I don't want to be a person... Especially my God in heaven, me, of all people to stand in the way of God doing something that I'm not prepared or I'm not where I need to be or I'm not intentional or I'm not in unity. I don't want to be the cork that plugs up the flow. But church, I'm going to tell you, we all have a responsibility this morning. We have a responsibility if we're a part of this body to be in unity, to come together. And God wants to take us to that next level. And he's trying to prepare us this morning through this word. I'm going to tell you, this man of God came and he spoke. And he spoke exactly what God is trying to say in this place. So this morning, if you want to be prepared, I believe that we need to make that known unto God. Maybe some of us need to prepare by repenting. Maybe some of us need to prepare by saying, Lord, I've been you know, neglectful and careless and lackadaisical and I need to spend time in prayer and prepare for what you want to do because I can tell you, this is the, the, the ministry, as he said, isn't going to happen with one person. It's a body ministry. The church, the church is the, have I not been saying the church, the Holy Ghost filled, supernatural filled church is the answer for the world. Jesus is the answer for us in redemption. But we take what Jesus did and we take it to the world. And we take it to our community. And they're never going to know if we don't take it there. And the Spirit of God supernaturally will flow from this place. But church, we gotta, we got to prepare, as he said. we got to desire. We need to be prepared and intentional. We need to be in unity by desire. Do we want the same thing? What kind of church does God want this to be? What kind of ministry capacity does He want it to have and be? And you know, God's begun something and He's not going to quit until He's finished. Let us not stand in the way. But this morning, let's respond by an altar call. Let's respond whether you pray in your seat or whether you come up here to the front. And you know what? I'm not going to for a moment here, a little bit, I'm not going to play any music. 
I believe that if you want to respond and you want to be prepared, then it's time to step out and to get before God and prepare. Whether you pray in your seat, whether you pray in the altar, no matter what, but if we're part of this body, let's get before God and let's ask Him, Lord, prepare me. Prepare me for what you want to do. Prepare me for a move of God. Prepare me to be a part of this Lord today. He's talking to us. He's speaking to us.